What is up, everybody? This is podcast episode six. Welcome back to the Players vs. Entertainment podcast. I am your host, Sean Snyder. I am Tucker Gray. And we are going to talk about the PlayStation State of Play. Uh, it was interesting. It was uh, excitingly adequate, is a good word for it. But uh, Mediocre at best. And we will uh, dive into it right after the sweet little intro song. Cool. Welcome back. What? <laughs> what have you been playing? Let's talk about that first. Everybody loves to hear that. It's like our thing, right? Because that's the only thing gamers talk about is what they're playing. So Yeah, what have I been playing? Sean and I played a little bit of Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. We finished... What did we just finish? We were playing a co-op game and we finished it. What was it? Grounded, right? Grounded. When we, we were just playing Grounded, and we got as far as we could. <laughs> um, Borderlands, yeah, for that. and then I've been playing mostly Warzone. I don't have a whole lot of time to play, um, but we're downloading Remnant right now, and we'll be playing that pretty soon, probably tonight. Yeah, Not probably tonight. Tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Um. You begin any dubs in uh, Warzone? Any wins? No. I'm so bad. Uh, everybody is, except for the people who win. Yeah. Um, Mostly people just camp in that game. Dude, a win's a win, no I matter get, how you I get, get it. I get like 10 to 15 kills a game, but uh, yeah, we just, people, the campers always win. Campers always win. And if it, it, a win's a win. The game doesn't discriminate against that. That's true. Um, nah, I but uh, I hear you. I've been playing uh, Subnautica. That's what I've been playing when I get a chance. Um, what are your thoughts on it? I love it. It's fun. Uh, it's uh, eerie. Um, it's a vast map, but you can still travel pretty fast. So I feel like it's never like a big deal to have to go to like you know, somewhere that's kind of far away because as long as you have that, like, uh, like the Seamoth, right? You move pretty quick. Around really quick. In, the um, new, in the new Subnautica, the sea truck, it's so uh-huh. slow. I mean, it takes forever to get anywhere. Yeah, and I feel like... Like, I can appreciate a game that wants to make it a big deal, but even, like, in Grounded, where, like, right now you can only run on foot, like, mm-hmm. you could still get across the map decently quick it feels like you know like it, it doesn't feel like a big deal when you have to go do it um so i don't know i appreciate that and then the just the underwater diving aspect is super cool to me so um speaking of grounded there are some updates that have been announced recently from youtubers and from obsidian themselves Now, we talked about them adding more armor and stuff, but I think uh, some some YouTubers have been showing the showing what the mosquitoes will look like, what the bees will look like. Um, there's, I guess, wasp will be, and then they've confirmed bug taming. I think that'll be interesting. Well, I wonder if you'll ride a spider around or ride a mosquito. I don't know. What do you think? Hello. Uh, everything you just said, I did not hear a word of it. Oh, no. I don't know what happened, but you started sounding like a robot. And then it just, like, cut out. Okay. So, did you hear about the Grounded more stuff getting announced on Grounded? I didn't. I, I mean, I knew the update was on August 27th. And then we watched that uh, one YouTuber. I forget his name off the top of my head. 
Uh, but I haven't seen that Obsidian had shared some stuff. Well, it's not Obsidian. This is YouTubers who are basically getting confirmation from the devs of Grounded. They're going to be, uh -huh. there's going to be, you know, they, one of the YouTubers has released the, the models of what a mosquito is going to look like, what the bees are going to look like, all the different armors. And also it was confirmed of bug taming. So that's gonna oh. change. That's gonna change up the game a lot. Oh yeah, I thought that would have been a cool concept off the bat, right? Like just being able to tame, not even every bug. Like you don't have to do every bug, but just one that can kind of get you across the map faster. Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe one that can be used to like defend the home or, uh, fight alongside you. You know, something like that. So that that would be a really cool uh, addition if they add that. Um. Yeah, and then, I mean, new weapons, and I'm all about the story. I mean, that's just the kind of player I am, so I hope that they add whatever the next phase is um, to, like, you know, going to the different labs that we found and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so they'll be doing a content live stream on the 27th from what it says online, and so we'll be given more information when we watch that. But yeah, we're excited to jump back into that and get to get to explore more that they update. Hopefully it's updating not just what has not been put on the map, but basically expanding the 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 area that you can actually explore. I know they have caution tape in some areas, but I want them to expand it bigger. Yes, I agree. Uh I don't know. I mean, we, I feel like we pushed the limits for the most part of where we could go. Um, but I would like, as much as I would like the map to grow, like first I would like to just see like the caution tape area. Like I would like to see what they have in store for those, you know, like I want to like, what was the point of all that area? Um, so I'd like to see them add stuff, whether it's more labs, uh, it's probably going to be other landmarks, you know, other like, like toys or um, like junk food or cans and stuff that'll probably become landmarks. Mm -hmm. um, it'll probably turn into like new resource. You know, you can only get certain resources in those areas as well. Um, and then like the, there's that shed in the back, you know, too. That place was in that caution area. Um, I don't know. Maybe the shed becomes like an area that you can go explore. Um but uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a fun game. I'm excited to see it grow. Uh, August 27th felt like a really long time for an update, uh, but hopefully this one will be away, so. worth the wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving but... on, we'll be talking about the state of play now. Um, we'll start with Crash Bandicoot 4. What's the title of Crash Bandicoot? It's about time. Mm -hmm. uh, which? 22 years. Yes uh crash three or crash warped uh as is also known uh came out yeah 1998 and so it's about time i think is a clever way of kicking off a sequel that people would be pretty excited about is it the same developers yeah yeah it is um and uh yeah, I mean it's supposed to come out October twenty. Or I'm sorry, October second uh, of this year, and it will be launched on PlayStation Four. It is not planned to be like a PS Five launch title. Launch title is my understanding. It'll probably get ported to the PS Five. I would imagine uh, it would, or at least is playable, right? Because uh, I think the play PlayStation Five is backwards compatible um, for. For disc games, right? So just about almost all PS4 games will be backwards compatible on PS5, right? I believe so. I, that was my understanding based off what I've read. But uh, which is, I think, cool. I mean, that's that should give a lot of people uh, who are hesitant about, you know, buying the next upgrade, right? The next new console. I think that'll be a good uh, a good motivator. Something that they don't have to worry about. Um, but. Yeah, this crash game looked uh it looked pretty cool, it looked clean, it looked neat. Um 
it's a classic for like what a Crash Bandicoot game is. Um, it's uh, taking what was already there and adding on to it. Um, they're going to introduce uh, characters from the game that people already knew. Like, you know, you've got Crash Bandicoot, Coco, uh, one of the villains, Dr. Dio Cortex, and then uh, Dingo Dial. Uh, these are actually all the characters that you'll be able to play as. And each play, each uh, character has a unique kind of like play style, like how to get through the uh, the levels, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, which is pretty cool. And then uh, with Crash, if you like ever played the first game, you had like there was the the mask, and I can't remember the name of the mask, but it's like that tiki that tiki mask. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, so they're introducing like new masks where if you like have them, it'll actually change th- like the gameplay that you can do. Like one of them will change gravity. Um, one of you will let you like phase shift elements. So like if there's like a, you'll see like a little dotted line, like for a box that should appear or like a platform. And so you'll have to use the mask to like change it. So like whatever, like whenever you flip it on, like that like empty space will now become a platform but then like the one that you're turning on or standing on it'll uh it'll disappear right so mm-hmm. it's like a little puzzle in that kind of sense and then one of them will slow time uh which is pretty cool but uh i don't know i remember playing the first crash bandicoot but that's about it so it's crash, for me it's, yeah, it's been it was, a long it was a time bit before our time um and it was basically what was it? It was all on PS One, right? I think one of them may have gotten put on PS Two. Uh yeah, I think the last, uh, well, the last one that was on was Crash Three, right? So mm-hmm. I think Crash Three was, uh, no, this is PlayStation. It's all PlayStation One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was I all the first PlayStation. I never had a PlayStation One. <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I I'm interested in in seeing what this game is. I mean, I don't have a PS4 anymore, but um, once I get a PS5, hopefully I'll uh, hopefully the game will be released on PS5 at that point. Yeah, this is some that was something that they said the developer said um, was that it's going to be good for people who are huge Crash fans, but it's also going to be like a game that they want people to jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, like in for new fans to uh to join right so i think that'll be cool um also they have like in all the previous crash games from what i understand there was like different uh challenges when it came to like replaying missions mm-hmm. um, and they're creating this uh they're calling it inverted mode um where it'll like it's not really just a challenge like it completely changes the level um such as like one of them will put you underwater, which will completely change up how you're supposed to move and like interact with like the villains, the enemies, right? Um, one of them like makes the entire map like white, and then like when you do like crashes like spin move, it shoots out paint that like shows you like the path and kind of like um, I don't know. They're very interesting kind of ways to change up a level that uh, that you know people would have already played and like kind of get you to go back and like redo everything kind of like a completionist kind of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It keeps it, it looks interesting enough to kind of like make me want to go back and replay these missions and do these inverted mode things. And this is a, this is a platforming game. Would you call it? I mean, yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, Banjo Kazooie or Spyro or, um, Anything like that, or you're just kind of, or Jack, the first Jack and Daxter, if anybody ever played, you know, if you ever played that. Um, but uh, yeah, platforming adventure game, and it's uh, it's good, just family friendly game. And so uh, I'm gonna use this as a chance to jump back into the trilogy. I didn't get the insane, uh, the insane trilogy, uh, but um, I might have to now with Crash Four coming out because I'll like to play through everything. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. So Crash Four. Um, that was what PlayStation. That's what the State of Play launched with. And honestly, that was probably the most exciting thing that they had to show. Uh, 
this one was like you said kind of mediocre it was mainly a third party show off um i didn't really focus on a lot of the big name playstation games uh which was fine uh but just overall you know it just kind of wasn't like a, a an exciting uh playstation state of play but uh they did show off some vr stuff um the yeah so the the hitman i th- i think it, they had called this a it's a new hitman game but it's also playable in vr uh i think so but i also think that they're redoing like all three original hitman game mm-hmm. um in vr i think which is like what this was um which to me like I don't know why it's different. Like in my head, I'm like, you know, you play like any other game, like GTA or any war game, or even just the regular Hitman games, right? Like killing someone when you're using a controller, right? Just that seems fine. It's you know, I just to me this is gonna put a whole new level of it, right? Where like in the trailer, like it was definitely from like a VR perspective, um, and the dude was at that party, and then he like followed his target to the bathroom, mm-hmm. like. And so, like, you know, you've got the VR headset on, you'll have the little, like, handsets, and then, like, you're gonna, like, have to do the motion to, like... Like, in the in the trailer, he pulled out, like, the steel wire. Like, he was gonna, like, choke him to death. I don't know. That's a crazy concept to me. And it would be kind of fun to play it, I think. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> Sorry, the, the, the cat's in the house, and it's, like, in my room doing whatever it does. Go away, Mort. Go away, Mort. Um... VR has been pretty lacking in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Pretty much after the Half-Life Alex. I would agree that the VR has been kind of lacking. Um, like what what's out there in VR is like cool. And I think the people who have it and are into it really, really enjoy it. I, but Beat Saber for... and a lot of the kind of the, the gun game, not actual gun. I mean, the games that involve yes. lots of guns. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. it's more detailed than any, you know, other game that's out right now as far as not being VR and how detailed they make the guns. But, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I just, for me, like, I don't know, like there hasn't been anything that's been like so out there that I'm like, oh, I really want this. Well, I think um, also VR is just, at a state right now where it's just really, really expensive. It, yeah, it is very expensive. And it's, um, while it's really cool where it's at right now, I just, for me, I think I'm picky and I want it to be more refined. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's just not there yet. Um, there was a, actually a new article though that Sony is like in the process of developing like next generation. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're creating a team when they're like putting like ads out there for people to hire, to hire new people like that should focus on uh, like a new VR model altogether. They're kind of shooting for like a five year timeline. Um, so it doesn't, there's no confirmation though that's connected to the PlayStation. It just might be like a standalone VR set. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that companies want to double down on VR. Like that's something that everybody's kind of, looking for like looking for well, but no one's making next, a big yeah, jump it's, i mean it's the next stage of gaming is mm-hmm. vr and once you make vr pretty crystal and the you know let, let's take battle royales for example i mean if you can make a battle royale in vr that's as good as the battle royales that are out right now and are mm-hmm. as clean cut and the gameplay mechanics are feel really good in the gunplay or whatever aspect of the VR game is. I think that's what will really draw people more to VR. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cause people um, want that immersion. I want sword art level immersion mm-hmm. before I start even getting into it. No, I have no idea if that's actually possible, but <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I like I I see what you're saying. Um, 
I don't know though. I mean, with the way the Hitman game looked, um, and then uh, we'll jump into the next game, the Vader Immortal game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where you're like you're a Jedi. Um, it looked it looked pretty cool. I mean, like it wasn't like super clean and like super like crystal, right? Like you're saying, where like it's refined, it looks good, it's smooth. But um, I don't know the Vader game, Vader Immortal game, where you get to be your own Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you get to wield, you could dual wield lightsabers. You can have one lightsaber when, like, it looked like you had to like kind of like equip beforehand, um, which is one of those things that maybe they could, they could tweak and clean up a little bit. But you could have like a Force lightning kind of like holding in your left hand, and then like your lightsaber in your right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, people were like throwing their lightsaber. They was using the force to pull it back. Uh, I don't. Know, games like that like would be really cool. You know, when it comes to VR. Um, but gameplay wise, it didn't look clean. But the way it looked itself, like the characters within the game, I, I mean, think, it looked pretty immersive. I, I thought start. it's a good start, and mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what. The mechanics are for the AI if you go up against someone else with a lightsaber. You know, in, in a lot of VR games, it's really easy to just hack down AI because, you know, you, you've got dual hands. You can change where the direction of the actual blade. And so if you, mm-hmm. you know, if they're only, if they're only programmed to block in a certain direction and you can bypass all that, it makes the game less fun. Yeah, no, I, I would see what say you're challenging too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I mean, obviously, it looks like you know Vader is going to be like a big enemy, right? You're going to have mm-hmm. to fight Vader at some point, and so yeah, like if he like is very like predictable and his moves are like, like you said, he blocks like in only like two different ways, you know, um, and he only attacks in the same kind of like patterns that are like just very very predictable. Like it's it kind of will take the fun out of it. Um, but I don't know. It looked it looked good. I will say that. Like it, like gameplay wise, you know, it's with VR, it's still very very uh, new, and it's a lot of room for improvement. But I would say that this one looked pretty good, um, for where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. But I do not think it'll be the game that gets me hooked on VR, though. So I do not think I'll be investing into any VR anytime soon. But it does look cool for those who are into that and have the stuff. Um, I would, as an outsider looking in, I would recommend it. But yeah, I think those were the only two VR games that they talked about. I don't think that there was anything else VR. Um, but uh, well, I mean, so yeah, we can but... move on to the Pathless. Yeah, Pathless. Um, or do you want to talk about Braid? Nah, we don't even know. Okay. Let me just get break. Um Yeah, the Pathless. That was a game that they mentioned. Uh Giant Squid was the developer on that. Um Yeah, kinda like what you said earlier, it reminded me of Journey, uh Rhyme, I think it was that other game you mentioned. Um And Azure. The way it, Azure or Azul? Azul. Azul, yeah. It's just um, one of those really beautiful artistic looking games and mm-hmm. platforming and moving you know fast traversing yeah it, lo- it looked like the movement once you got going right you kind of have to get to that rhythm because mm-hmm. that's that was a big aspect of what they were saying it's like it's a rhythm placed game right. um it's all about timing not about like button mashing but like if you want to move faster you gotta you gotta hit the the button at the right time uh kind of thing um which i think is a cool concept uh it looks like the game's uh, like the way it was programmed, like it looks like it hones in pretty well on where you're looking. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was like for moving, right? You had to like focus on these different, like they called them talismans, but they're little like little orbs of light that now, are just are kind of floating all over the place. Them, or do you really have to aim at them? Um, to me, it looked like it auto focused in yeah. the in the trailer. Yeah, and it was just based on the correct timing of when you release the arrow. Yes, that was the way that they they were just talking about how the gameplay should work. Um, mm-hmm. but 
it looked fluid with how the movement worked, how your speed increased. Uh, it looked it looked really cool, um, and the world looked also also really cool too. It's like fantasy, mythical forest kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, just that world. A lot of trees, like rolling hills, rivers, mountains, uh, ruins. It looked it looked really cool. Um, and then yeah, you play a hunter. It's just what they called her, the hunter. With um, a hawk or an eagle. eagle. Yeah, and the eagle is a big aspect to uh, to the or gameplay. Singer, yeah. uh, to moving, uh, you can like use it to fly, like gain altitude a little bit. Um, if you're moving fast and you need to jump like a gap, like you have to like use your eagle to jump the gap. Um, it also looked like it's supposed to help you with combat too. Uh, which was looked really really cool almost like you're just fighting these like giant bosses right um so i don't know it looks it looks really interesting you have this like big open world they looked very uh, detailed and and really interesting to to go up against i mean it almost seemed like you were kind of just basically just moving in a circle around the boss trying to hit different targets on him and um yeah basically just trying to avoid specific attacks by him but it, i mean i don't know how detailed the fights look or not look but will be um, yeah yeah um yeah they were they, they were really cool uh and it looks like you kind of have to approach them in two different scenarios uh like when you I guess the whole point of the game is like this forest is kind of being consumed by darkness or um, like this cursed spirit, I guess is kind of how they said. And so like if you're in like a a cursed area, the the, the giant spirits have like a uh, like an advantage over you. Um, it kind of reminded me based on like when it showed up, it like this like hurricane, for like like a tornado just kind of shows up with it and your eagle is no longer available. So like your eagle just is gone and you have to like avoid being seen by this spirit, right? Um it kind of reminded me in uh, in Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. like when you had to be avo- like avoid being seen by like all the giant uh robots, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and you could kind of see where they were looking, so like where you needed to avoid uh, it was kind of that same aspect, but then you eventually, essentially, find a. Uh, they're called obelisks. It's essentially a what, like a tower, right? A, a viewpoint, um, and from there you return the light, and then now the cursed spirit is vulnerable, and then you hunt it down. Okay. Um. So, uh, and then like yeah, and then like you have to like chase it to. It's like it's layer essentially. So like in the in the gameplay trailer, like after he did the obelisk, uh, they chased like you saw like you were describing where you're kind of like just moving throughout like around the like the cursed spirit, like you're like chasing it. But then eventually like you get to a point where it almost looks like a. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like Breath of the Wild battles, uh, where. I mean, you get to kind of move around the enemy yourself, and you have to like. That's when a lot of like your eagle comes into play, because uh, it's not just moving across the map kind of speed. Like you got to use your eagle to like avoid hits and uh, make your make your moves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. It looked uh, it looked like a really cool concept. Uh, I loved Journey. Uh, I thought Journey was great, and that was just kind of like a linear like exploration kind of move like push you forward kind of game where this one's more open world and like there isn't really like a a set like agenda you know like i think it's just kind of like you as you explore you discover new things there is no map right uh yeah no there's not Mm -hmm. uh they, they they specifically said that they didn't want a map they wanted you to explore um and use like landmarks as a way to kind of navigate um which, depending on how big the map is, that may be a good move or it may not. I, I, I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, I, I would I would be in favor of it being, being a good move. I, I've always seemed to find maps as more of a 
kind of a just a something to 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 look back not look back but just basically a a, a fa fail safe um i got gotcha. you in a way gotcha. that in a way that i don't want to have to rely on the map i want to rely on just exploring and it gives more of a more of a more generic not generic but more of a man i'm just losing my words here english is hard thank you it's more it just brings more of a a better interaction to the game more it being more immersed into the game without having to look at maps to to plot your next point your next point's going to be basically all right well i'm going to walk this way and see see what's over here yeah no i i see what you're saying um yeah that may be i it may be pretty cool uh addition or lack thereof to the game uh not having the map um because it does give you that like okay like oh i haven't been over into that area yet like i should go see what's over there mm -hmm. uh, which is cool um and i guess that'll make uh they have these additions to the game called secrets and or they're well they're just called secrets and puzzles is kind of like how they describe them um but like you solve these like you know these puzzles or explore these areas and then like, you get these like crystals and that's what you can upgrade your eagle uh, with these crystals, they didn't really dive into what the upgrades entail, but I'm assuming the stronger your eagle is, the easier battling will probably be. Maybe the more flight path you have with the eagle, or yeah, you know, movement how high up your eagle can fly. And so once you upgrade your eagle, you may be able to access a location better that you haven't yeah. been able to access before. Um, which actually, I hope that's how it would be. Because uh, if I can just go anywhere off the bat, I feel like that's less um right what's the word i'm looking for i don't know i feel like it'd be fun to like be able to be like oh okay that's a whole other area i can explore if i you know really explore what i can now um and are rewarded for it and then i can go up and explore that new area um mm -hmm. so hopefully they have something like that but i don't know the pathless looks uh pretty interesting it is going to be a ps5 game and it is supposed to come out uh right now holiday 2020 is the only is this a game day. you're gonna look to play do you, i mean if this is a full if this is an indie game that's 30 dollars, are you gonna play it or is if this is this if this is a full 70 dollar game are you gonna are you gonna play it i don't know about a full 70 dollar game um yeah with that new price if it's if that's what it's gonna be now i don't know if that's a game i'm gonna pay 70 dollars for um do you think only triple a reputable companies is something that you'll pay $70 for. If this game comes out and it gets reviews that are on par with AAA games, mm -hmm. you know, then I would probably, I would probably pay for it. Um, but off the bat, like I just know this game is coming out. I, it's, it's not enough for me to want to pay $70 for it right now. I would have to wait, see what people say or talking about it. Um, $30 maybe if the reviews are also really good as well. But yeah, that that new price is kind of intimidating and it makes me really kind of question which games I'm going to play, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I will say I'm excited to see kind of what it looks like when it does come out though. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a, uh, let's see next, next big game or big ish. However you want to describe these games because they're all third party, but Splunky. Um, I've never played a Spelunky game. I have you. I've heard a lot of good things about Spelunky. This game is—I don't know when the first Spelunky came out, but basically, it's a roguelike procedural game, similar to uh, Wizard of Legend or I think Enter the Gungeon. I think that's procedurally generated. Um. But it's pretty similar to all those. You traverse through it. You collect coins. You upgrade. You try and get to some kind of ending. Um, but if not, you know, you're know you progressing through different procedural maps. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know exactly what the purpose of the game or the, the, what the end goal is. I don't know either. To me, it just looked like a 
like a 2D open world side scroller. Like you just like we're just exploring and just you just kept going deeper and deeper trying to like explore and solve like these little secrets and puzzles that kind of pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if there is an end goal, I that'd be cool. It looks like a fun kind of game to play. That uh, just kind of like the puzzle aspect to it looked pretty cool. Um, and then like you like interact with different characters that you get to like, I guess recruit for lack of a better word. Um, so then I guess you can play as these different characters, which I, I think they had different abilities. Uh, I don't know. It looked pretty cool. The one thing I thought was super funny was like, there were all these shops that you can go into. Mm-hmm. And then like, if you did anything, the shop owner didn't like, he like attacked you, mm-hmm. like pulled out like a shotgun or <laughs> like, yeah. like it was crazy. Um, but I don't know. It just it looked kind of cool. Uh, yeah, depending on the price of this, I I might jump into it because I'm I'm curious to see. Like, it seems to have a pretty big following, or at least a loyal following. Um, you can jump into it on Steam for fifteen fifteen dollars. Yeah, well then I might I might check it out then. Um, but uh, yeah, the developer uh, when he was talking about it, he. Uh, I mean, he was pretty excited about it, and honestly, I thought the additions that they were talking about, like, just really taking the first aspects and adding to it, um, just whether that was just making the worlds more, like, a little bit bigger, a little bit more, uh, like, surprising, like, just the little different stuff that'll pop up mm-hmm. um, as you explore. I, it looked it looked pretty cool, um, but... uh I don't know. I think it's is it multiplayer? No, it's single player. Uh, I think on this aspect, maybe the second one is multiplayer. I don't know. Yeah, I remember him saying uh, in the in the state of play that they were it, there was going to be a um, online multiplayer as aspect to it. Oh, this one, uh, the first one does have local co op. Um, so maybe we can jump on Parsec, play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one is local co-op, and then that's why uh, people really wanted the online aspect. So they said for Spunky 2 that they are going to be adding the online multiplayer to it. Yeah. Well, with um, with, uh, with Parsec, I don't know why people want online co-op anymore. Uh, friends to play with, then they don't... Yeah, that's true. Game. They can just hop on Parsec with you. That is true. Um Yeah, Parsec really does kind of just create a whole different um, way to interact with uh, with games. Because, yeah. like, you can almost... It's almost like... I think about it, it's almost like account sharing on the PlayStation. Like, mm-hmm. you guys could just all chip in to buy games on and just store them on one computer or different computers, right? And then, like, oh, okay, you, you want to play this game? Then we'll jump. you can jump in on my Parsec. Or, oh, okay, you only have that one. I'll jump in on yours. Um, but... I don't know. It definitely it definitely creates a a new aspect, a new way to uh to kind of save some money and still play a lot of games. Um Yeah, for those of you who don't know Parsec, Parsec is a uh it's a free like software, free software that you can download and it lets you play local co-op games as if you were sitting next to your friend at their computer or basically or, it's a, or it's whatever. A, you can screen share with somebody Mm-hmm. without it being laggy and be able to play with them um, yeah it's something that couch co-op games with them yeah me and tucker do it uh and it works well it works really well um 90 of the time 90 percent of the time there's a few games just because of the way the game is uh i believe it's coded it doesn't uh like outward right uh i think outward we have it was working for us now well it might have been when it first came out there was issues with uh like well, assigning in, in player game, one and player two. It's like Pumble Party. If the if there's too much happening in the game, then it kind of lags out on other people's screens. Not for yeah. the host, but um, yeah. Yeah, for the people t- uh, tuning in. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Parsec, if you want to look it up, it's uh, I would say it's safe as well. There's nothing nefarious or sinister about it. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, it's a really cool concept, so check it out if you. Uh, they should give us a shout out because I just you know advertised for them. Um, but whatever. Uh, there was a lot of other third party games that I like Genshin Impact. 
uh, I think, how do you say that? Aeon? Eon must die. Aeon must die, yeah. Uh, and with two ends, Mutationum. Uh, Bug Snacks was a PS5 game. That was a, it was a strange looking game. I don't even know. Uh, Control, uh, you played that. They have like a second expansion coming out. Yeah, so Control is kind of a sus- suspense game. It's a, it's a third person shooter suspense, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a psychological and it's basically a, there's some, kind of take it as a stranger things type thing where there's another dimension and they're they basically open a portal to another dimension but something goes through the portal and so it's basically taking over this whole um this whole facility and you are kind of quote unquote a chosen one for to basically rid of this entity that has infiltrated the 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 compound and so it's super you know there's a lot of psychological things going on um it's kind of eerie not really horror but it's kind of you get a lot of basically you're on your toes a lot and overall i'd say it's a good game i wouldn't say it's one of the best games i've played but some people would kind of argue against that but yeah so they're coming out with a second expansion basically I think a just a new storyline to it um but yeah i mean that's all that we really know about the second expansion but if you want to check out control control is a good game it's a lot of fun um did you ever play the alan wake games Mm-mm. i have the i have one of the alan wake games on the epic Games store it was so free. I I read that there the that control and Alan Wake take place in the same like universe. Okay. Um, I read that that's like I don't know if there's like an end. Like, the end thing is like they're gonna there's like gonna be like a crossover game or like, or what? But I don't know. That was something that I had read. Um. And so. Uh, I don't know. I just. It's it's kind of interesting that I mean this game is gonna like there's another game that this technically connects to. I don't think that video games really seem to do that, but um, yeah, I don't know if you knew anything about it or if there's anything maybe within the story that's kind of uh, connects them. But if you haven't played them, then I guess you wouldn't really know. Uh, I have not played the Alan Wake, but um, I might jump into it to see if there's any kind of similarity between the two. Um. Yeah, that was just something I had saw, but uh, yeah, controller looked pretty cool. I remember. Uh, I think when I, I saw you playing it a little bit, I was over one time. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if it ever becomes easily available. I might. Uh, I might check it out. Um, they also released or announced Auto Chess is coming to PS4. If you don't know Auto Chess, it's basically a. It is a form of chess, but it's it's played automatically for you based on how you orient your chess pieces. It's not actually chess, but some of the characters do resemble such as a pawn or a queen. You know, some characters have higher base damage or some characters have bigger movement speed or they're assassins or mages. And uh, it's, it's not necessarily a, uh, it's not easily a game to get into. It's something that you really have to take time in order to learn the game. It's a lot of those other games like League of Legends or Dota where you have to put hours of time into the game to actually get good. And so it's not something you can really jump into. But if you're someone who really likes strategy and um, you know creating your own type of strategy and and going up against i mean auto chess i think you're going up against eight to ten other players and so um basically it's just whoever has the the best you you buy characters after every round or you buy uh different items or items will drop and you add those items to your characters and basically gives them power-ups and so uh it's a it's a interesting game 
a lot of other, I would say, companies have adapted this. I think, yeah, League of Legends has one, and there was one other, I don't remember which, it might have been Dota. No, Auto Chess is from Dota. Oh, is it? I, I didn't know that. I think so. Let me... Um, yeah, this game looked like a lot was going on. Yeah, like it the is Steam, Dota. steampunk fantasy looks and the goblins and the dragons and like it was it looked very interesting to me. Uh I don't know. Um Yeah, but I mean... yeah, so it's it's coming to P, it's coming to PS4. So for people who are into this kind of stuff, check it out. Um that was pretty much all their announcement. It wasn't like there was anything new to add to what the game already is. It's just coming to PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one game, now that we've done some more research and looked into it, I think is going to be pretty cool, is Hood Outlaws and Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming to PS5. Uh, they're saying next year, 2021, uh, if we ever you know, get to 2021. Um, but it... Looks like a Robin Hood Rainbow Six Siege kind of game. Uh, there's like a, a team of four or five, and you're like breaking into a castle. And there's like another team that's supposed to be defending. So um, you also said that there was PVE aspects to the game. Have you, did you see at all? I mean, I mean, we only had a, we only had kind of a, it was like a cinematic trailer. Yeah, and then so like at the very end, see. they showed they showed some kind of gameplay that wasn't cinematic, but mm-hmm. in that aspect, it looked more PVE. Uh, but for, I think the way it is, I think it's kind of like For Honor, like so you have like there's like you know AI running around that you can fight as well, but then you have other players. I think that's the idea. Um. They didn't show too much about it. It was just kind of like a, hey, like we have this game coming out, check it out. Like, um, they haven't really gotten into it. There wasn't a lot of in depth stuff, but I think it's going to be like a, a mix of For Honor with six Rainbow Six. Um, so there's going to be like you know a enemy AI, and you might even have ally AI. I I couldn't really tell based off the trailer. Um, but just kind of having like a like Robin Hood as like the main timeline or the main idea. So you're going to have like archers and, but it's a rainbow, like that rainbow six siege style. That's, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, it's it probably won't be something that I would play, but it does look like a, a pretty interesting game. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, there's already so many games out that kind of do something similar to this and do it really well. And so I don't know if this really brings something new to the table. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Like, uh, this was just kind of an announcement thing, so we'll see as, like, release more information on it if it'll be uh, something worth getting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then PlayStation is getting its own version of Pokemon. Yeah, Temtem. So this is, Temtem. this is out on Early Access for Steam. But it's basically an MMO with Pokemon. So they, I mean, they created their own Pokemon, but um... it's yeah, it's Pokemon. Like it's like the creatures, like they look like Pokemon. Um, yeah, it's coming to PS5 2021. Uh, it's yeah, the, I guess the online open world is a kind of cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, you know, if you would have taken, like, any Pokemon game, but we'll just say Pokemon Shield or Sword right now because it's the newest one. And, like, instead of just you kind of running around, you would see all these other trainers doing the exact same thing. Um, And I think you can interact with anybody. You can battle anybody. uh, Or you can battle Wild Tim Tim. I don't know if that's what they're called, if that's just what the game is called. I, I, I do not know. I don't either. It wasn't, wasn't really. Lot, there wasn't a lot that they talked about in that trailer. Um, if the creatures are called Tim Tims, that's, that's interesting. Good. Yep, I like that. <laughs> um, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I can't think. I mean, you said that you thought there was something, but I feel like it's been a while since anybody's tried to come up with a Pokemon slash Yu-Gi-Oh slash Digimon equivalent. 
Right. Um, and so kind of because like I feel like I mean Digimon's really not even that big of a thing anymore. Yu-Gi-Oh still is, but only really in the card game area. Pokemon's really the one that kind of came out on top with this idea and concept, and it's still going. Um, so for this like this new thing to pop up and kind of try to to mimic it, uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see if this is something new that'll really take off, or if it'll just kind of just be there. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh. Lastly, they yeah. we they announced not announced but gave more gameplay footage of Godfall. What do yeah, you PlayStation. Godfall is, I believe, definitely going. To, I think it's supposed to be a launch title. I think that's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks cool. It looks interesting. Um, coming out this yeah this holiday because that's when the PS5 is supposed to come over uh, or come out. Um. The world and the environment looks very beautiful, mythical. Uh, it honestly kind of reminded me of God of War, like the different realms, all the different Norse realms, you know, that you go to. Mm-hmm. Um, the gameplay style where, you know, you're kind of like this overpowered warrior who is fighting enemies who are strong, but not like uh, equal in like skill, right? Like you're able to uh, kind of they wanted you to be the stronger one in the room. Um, I, it, it, it looks, it looks kind of, it looks really good. Uh, I just don't really know if, if there's more to it than just the combat aspect. Um, it, it looked a little bit like a Warframe type game. I don't know if you ever. Yeah. I can, okay. I can see that now that you say that, that does kind of make that, that kind of does sum it up pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, it's it's gonna be solo, solo or online co-op. Um, up to you know two additional players is what it said. So I think you can have a team of three. Okay. Um, and then I don't know. I just to me, anytime you break up anything to water, earth, fire, and air, I just think Avatar, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but that's what they said. Like the world is split up into four realms, and each realm focuses on one of those elements. Um. Does that involve with your weapons too? Your weapons will be water or earth or fire? So that I couldn't, it doesn't really say, at least at least they didn't really explain if your weapons were going to have like elemental abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are equipping, like the idea is like they're all like legendary items, which I, I don't think in the sense of like a tier. I think the idea is that like these, Weapons and armor are supposed to be like legendary within the game lore itself. Um, so I mean, for I guess for players' sake, it's just going to be regular gear, right? Mm-hmm. That one will have different things. Um, I don't know. They really just kind of showed off. They should. They wanted to show off some gameplay of the combat, but it wasn't really so much like a, like a like a hey the. Let's watch this guy play for ten minutes straight. They specifically showed off what each. It was a walkthrough uh, of of all the things that are going to be included in the game. Yes, yeah. So it's third person game. Uh, they wanted it to be gear based as well as skill. So just because you have like really strong gear, they still wanted you to have to, you know, be good <laughs> at the game. You know, because um, they wanted they didn't want you to just feel like okay, well, now I have this really strong sword and I can beat anybody now. Like, they still wanted you to feel like you were having to, you know, think on the fly while you're fighting and that kind of stuff. Do the um, do the enemies level up with you, or is... Or I have no idea. Are, okay. I have, they didn't really dive into what the enemies are or what they, how they, you know, how they fight against you or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They also said that the combat is definitely offensive like like there was like i think some blocking in the game hack and slash but they want you to attack and that's how like and that's what the gameplay was really fluid is like the more you were attacking and doing different combinations like you were kind of it was quick you were still dodging by doing that it it looks Um, like a combo based system you're mm -hmm. just sending out different combos to do deal different types of damage you're also given different 
types of weapons that you can hold, whether it's longsword, dual blades, uh, long, uh, basically like a pike or a polearm. Yeah. Uh, two handed, two hand, you know, a hammer or great sword. So uh, I'd be, I'd be interested to, to see what different types of combos can come from these different classes. Yeah, no, I they only showed uh, the dual blades and the long sword. They yeah, but they like you said that the pole arm, the two handed warhammer, um, those are like stuff that you'll be able to do as well. And the and the two handed swords. So the long sword is supposed to be like a single, single hands weapon, and then the dual blades, um, you know, dual swords. But you have uh, something that's consistent, I believe, uh, no matter what sword you are carrying, is you have like a shield. I think it's like a it's part of your like arm, like your uh, like wrist greaves, you know, like the one the, right there on your forearm, um, and that's a big part of the game itself. Is like being able to parry you if can, you have to can block. You use the shield while holding a two-handed. Well, so they didn't show that, but they they all they said was that the sh- like he made a point to say that the shield is a very important part of the game, um, so. I guess if you have a two-handed sword, I, I, maybe the shield isn't even a thing anymore. So that would re- maybe really change up the gameplay based off of the the this two-handed sword and the hammer. Um, but like the shield, you could do a lot with it. Like you could par- if you uh, parried at the right time, you did like a counter attack. You could throw your shield like Captain America, which I thought. I mean, it's kind of funny. I feel like I mean, I don't feel like a lot of games up until like Marvel really kind of showing off of it, like Captain America. <laughs> like now, yeah. I feel like a lot of there's a lot of shield throwing. Um, you could do like a ground finisher with it. Uh, the shield seemed to be like a pretty core aspect to it, which was I thought was also pretty cool. Um, they have yeah. there's pairing, there's a dodge mm-hmm. mechanic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so you don't need to rely only on the shield. Yeah, and then the boss fight that they showed off kind of reminded me of God of War boss fights. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that kind of style is a lot of fun. I think it'll. Uh, the boss fight should be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I feel like they, they've shown a lot on this game, but I feel like I still know very little about it. So whether it's going to be a very successful launch title um, or a game that just kind of falls to the wayside. Uh, it looks like you can switch classes while you're in combat. Uh, I think you can. Uh, I think that they were trying to make it as fluid as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, um, it's the game seems to really just be a combat-focused game. Whether there's even a story involved, or you're just kind of, you know, you just kind of fight. Walking around that's, and that's all you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, I don't know. They, they do take a lot of elements from God of War. They, I mean, there was the shield bash that you can do. Mm-hmm. to stun um i mean the dual blades literally had a like a chain to, they're they're like the the chaos blades mm-hmm. um a lot of the combo had to do with that uh like throwing your blades and pulling somebody back to you yeah. uh so um yeah i don't know i uh i'm excited to see what this game does i think it has a lot of potential to be a really good game i just like I said, as much as they've shown on it, I don't know anything. I don't. I don't. I don't know enough to feel like I would want this game at launch. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that's what they wrapped up with the PS uh, or with the PlayStation State of Play. Mm-hmm. Was this game? Uh, because this seems to be the one that they're leaning into hardcore with the launch of the PlayStation Five. Yeah, we'll um, see if this is a a flagship PS5 game that people will be talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Just from watching it, it seems, it doesn't seem, it seems a little bit busy as far as just how the, everything looks. I mean, it looks beautiful, but it also just kind of looks really technical also. So we'll yeah. see, you know, if it's something that is easy to pick up or if it kind of takes some time to get it to, to get into. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. This this holiday is gonna be fun. Uh, seeing all these new games coming out and uh, and what what they're going to do. Um, 
I feel like it'll be interesting to see who wins the launch this year. It's always uh, Nintendo. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo is... Yeah, Nintendo's got it figured out. And Nintendo's earned the right to just do whatever they want to, and people are like... launch stuff, Nintendo still wins. Yes, absolutely. But, um, I I mean, we haven't seen anything from Nintendo as, as, as far as what they're going to be releasing. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot of big news, has there, for Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Which I wonder if, if that's if that's the point. Maybe Nintendo is like, oh, we'll wait for we'll wait for Xbox, the new Xbox and the PlayStation Five, right, to get launched, and then Nintendo's gonna be like, cool. Well, now that you guys saw all that, here's what we got, and then then they'll just come in and wreck shop. When is the when's the next Xbox or PlayStation? Um, news. Let's see. A good question. I, I remember uh, PlayStation talking about how they're going to be releasing more stuff on games. I think that there's something in September. I a quick Google did not reveal anything for me. Let's see. Maybe I looked at the wrong thing. The only thing that keeps popping up for me is the one that just the one that we talked about, the August sixth one. Um, there is the DC but, fandom that's coming up. Next oh yeah. Week. I- and uh, the 22nd right people are pretty excited for what they're going to release because they've hinted at or they've confirmed it now that there's going to be a suicide squad game that's going to be made by the creators of the arkham series yes that is going to be awesome i well i'm hoping it'll be awesome it has a lot of potential just based off of the history and the developers so but that's all we have for you guys you can reach yep. us at podcastpbe at gmail.com. And go check out our Facebook page, uh, Player vs. Entertainment. Uh, you can look us up that way or at podcastpbe also on Facebook. That'll just take you right to our page. Uh, give us a like. Give us a share. Uh, we want to reach as many people as possible. And uh, we want to hear feedback from you. So email us. Um, post on the page. Uh let us know yeah. what you think. Give us some suggestions. Ask us questions. We'll hope you know we want to grow enough to where we can receive or uh, respond back to whoever emails us and uh, be able to give that as a topic of discussion. So we we would be excited to do something like that. Yep. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, check us next week. We were going to give a deep review on Last of Us Two. And uh, take care. See you.